welcome to Good People to Know, a down-to-earth podcast brought to you by WFI, where we talk about the things that matter most to regional Australians. Digital technology, social media and the COVID-19 pandemic have opened up new, exciting business opportunities for regional small businesswomen. In today's episode, we'll be talking about the unique challenges and opportunities regional businesswomen face. To discuss these points and more, I am joined today by two special guests, Carrie Kwan from Mums & Co., a movement for business-owning mums who want to launch, grow and scale their ambition, and Edwina Sharrick, founder of Birthbeat, a business that provides online evidence-based childbirth education to improve health outcomes for mothers and families globally, but began life as a start-up aiming to help regional Australian families. Carrie, can you start by telling us who Mums & Co are? Mums & Co is Australia's most caring business network. Uh, we are a digital platform which upskills and network women wishing to start, stay and scale their own businesses. Uh, and we do this through offering an annual membership. Uh, it's a bit like business guidance as a service. And we give members access to upskilling, networking uh, and support. Uh, and it's available to all the business-owning mums in Australia. So that's about 345,000 women across Australia uh, because ultimately we want to live in this world where women don't have to choose between their ambition, their livelihood and their well-being. And when did you, when did you commence uh, Mums & Co, Carrie? Uh, in 2016. So we've just hit our, you know, passed our five-year milestone uh, and and really, really kind of, you know, it's, I think where if we have analogies to uh, parenting and running a business, I think we're well and truly in that kindergarten stage where, you know, the kids are getting independence and they're off and running. Uh, uh, hopefully you can't hold them back in some areas. So, uh, yeah, more than five years now. And in that five years, um, what are some of the unique challenges you, you found um, women running small businesses in regions face and how's Mums & Co specifically helping them? You know what, there's, there's, there's the universal challenges and they're, they're, they're time, it's access to the right capital at the right time as well. It's balancing childcare responsibilities, uh, the isolation, because often these are women that are sole, sole traders, they don't necessarily have big teams or staff. Uh, and it's, it's just the, the gamut of small business startup skills and networks that you need to quickly establish. Um, you could also add in a bit of access to the reliable high-speed internet um, a, a, as well, because we know that where, um, you know, the MBN goes, there's definitely been an increase in female entrepreneurship as well. So to these remarkable women, we um, we offer, we, we kind of act as like a bit of a digital co-founder or a business mentor um, so that they're not facing this journey alone. And it can be quite daunting, daunting in terms of, you know, balancing all the things that they need to domestic child caring responsibilities, growing a business, working on a farm, potentially it's, it's, it's a lot to uh, what we call harmonize, which is also known as the juggle. Um, and we know that these women kind of learn a bit differently to, to, to men. Um, we upskill and we, we network in ways uh, where it, it's, it's a very sort of inspirational, it's practical, uh, it's in bite-sized um, bite-sized formats um, and it's delivered digitally so it's whenever wherever you need it so you might be want you might want to learn via a podcast when you're you know on the farm or you might want to learn when you're dropping the kids off to school uh, or you might want to uh, access our online resources um, at 2 a.m via our chat pot it, it you know it, it really is catered to that flexible need and flexible learning that they need. 
um, at a time and place that suits them. Uh, I'd probably also just expand in terms of um, what we call this psychologically safe space that's really important to women because I often hear that confidence is key. Um, you know, there's there's always, no matter how successful you are, there's always levels of imposter syndrome. Um, and, and, you know, we've even termed this, uh, we, we, we've, we've coined a term called mumbition, which is the unapologetic blending of motherhood and ambition. Um, so your identity always has this journey that it's on when you're running a business and raising a family and trying to harmonise everything. Um, and we want to do it in a way where they're unapologetic about it, that they have the confidence to succeed. And, and I think that, you know, the last piece of, of, of how we do it is that uh, we know that harmony is essential across so many parts of your identity. So, you know, especially with regional and rural women, um, with greater commutes and the demands of, say, harvest or, you know, wearing so many different hats, how we blend those elements is really key. So, you know, that balance of ambition, livelihood and well-being, where ambition is your career, it's your business drive, livelihood is your family responsibilities or your financial obligations, and well-being is your health and that sense of self. So that holy trinity view um, ensures that you can fully embrace, uh, you know, all those aspects of your life and not just as a, so a siloed approach. You used a word in your answer there, entrepreneurship. Um, I sure, I'd imagine you're seeing some amazing innovation come through um, with, with the businesses and what you're seeing. So can you share any of those sort of stories? Uh, so we, uh, I think the main, some of the main, look, there's, there's such, um, I, I think with our regional membership, we found that they're either, uh, they're very humble and they're very problem focused and they're very resilient and very resourceful. Um, and one of the main things is probably around digital innovation uh, at the moment. Um, you know, we, we were actually born digital as well, where that online community and accessible at any time, anywhere. So um, it's just been fascinating to see that digital adoption um, over the last few years. Uh, and it's almost essential for small businesses to be competitive now. Um, you know, I mentioned before where the MBN goes, female entrepreneurship follows. Um, it's also demonstrated by, you know, you might have heard of Buy From The Bush community, uh, which is an amazing community of regional uh, based small business owners. Um, and they, they, had, they had some fascinating stats in the four months of 2020, uh, you know, almost 300 regional businesses they profiled saw their average revenue increase by 300%. So we are seeing a lot of digital innovation um, uh, and I'm sure Edwina is definitely uh, seeing that as well in terms of uh, what she, what you know Birthbeat is in terms of a digital platform. Um, but there's amazing there's amazing businesses. Anna Bar from Pharma Online. Uh, there's there's a lot of this digital adoption at the moment, which is um, opening up products and services uh, and you know different solutions to to a whole host of problems for customers. Okay, thanks for that, Karen. You mentioned Edwina, and Edwina, I'd, I'd like to bring you into the conversation and, and welcome. Tell me a little bit about your business and the, the problem you were looking to address. Oh, well, thanks so much for having me here, Andrew, and um, I feel very fortunate to be here, but Anna Barwick and Grace Brennan from Buy From The Bush are all friends of mine, so I'm, I'm sitting here going, it's, I'm feeling like it's a pretty stellar bunch of women that you're talking to, Carrie. Um, Yes, so my business, Birthbeat, I'm a registered midwife and the founder of Birthbeat. And I think like so many of the mums and co-businesses, the, the businesses that often women will be founders of are from problems that 
they've found in their day-to-day life. So as a midwife, when I became a mother, I felt like access to quality childbirth education and childbirth education that was independent and up-to-date and modern, not the same childbirth education that our mums were sitting and watching um, 30, 40 years ago, really hadn't evolved. The traditional model is to travel to a hospital sit in a room with a bunch of strangers on a beanbag and ask some pretty awkward and private questions. Um, And really in this digital space, not something that A, a rural, regional or remote family can do with ease, but B, a busy modern family, regardless of where you are, not only in Australia and the world, can give up or want to give up an entire weekend or six evenings. So access to quality education around the birth space was not only around geography, but also time. And then what I would see as a midwife working in the birth suite was the result if people didn't do education around birth, they would just, and and I use the term winging it, would just show up in the birth space and think, okay, everything will be all right. But they would come into the birth space with a lot of fear and We know from a physiological point of view, so from the midwifery side of things, if you go into birthing your baby or your partner goes into that birth space with a lot of fear or anxiety, it often leads to negative outcomes as well. We need you to be calm. We need you to be relaxed. We need you to know how to breathe and what to expect of the situation. And I'm hugely passionate around couples having that support and education But when I started teaching it in Australia and particularly in rural Australia, I realised that people accessing this education was just really challenging. So we built an online platform and we built that online platform originally for rural, regional and remote women. Um, And that was, again, out of my personal experience, what we found was it was actually just busy women all over the country who found the convenience of being able to do this online. As Carrie said, doing it in your PJs at 9pm, not having to travel to the hospital, find a park, um, ask those questions in front of strangers, being able to do it in the convenience of your home, um, in your tracksuit pants at a time that suits you, is is a really great thing. Um, and then, you know, enter COVID, it definitely fast-tracked that for us. You talked about, I think it's fantastic, you said started with the intention of regional and rural in mind, but Australia-wide access now, so so that's fantastic. So has COVID helped or hindered? Yeah, um, COVID for us, I will say, has been a huge help. It, and I, I know that in the first few months when we were seeing the scale and the growth of our business, it was at the very early stage with COVID where there were so many businesses being really negatively impacted. And I really struggled with that personally. Um, and so felt like I had to stay really quiet about it. So it's only now that I feel comfortable because we were able to help and support so many women and so many families. We delivered a lot of free education through our social media platforms on Instagram and Facebook, and we continue to do that. But where we saw our growth, because we were originally a B2C business, um, and again, that was with a focus for rural and regional and remote, I will just say my reason being 41% of maternity units in Australia have closed in the last 15 years in rural, regional and remote towns. So these are women having to travel to 300 kilometres, not only to have their babies, but to see a midwife, to have somebody lay their hands on their belly, to be able to ask a question, to be able to see a doctor, to have their blood pressure taken. And and if you're not yet getting it, I'm so passionate about accessible healthcare in rural, regional and remote Australia. 
and it's something that's really challenging. I couldn't rebuild the maternity units, but what I could do was deliver quality education online. And so that was what we built. Then when COVID came, really, we changed the whole mindset around how women and their families accepted or expected to receive healthcare. So telehealth was still quite new, accessing support to education and health education more specifically was still quite new. And I think people were cautious still. And COVID really sped that process up for us, like nothing we could have have expected. Um, But where we as a business has also grown is all those hospitals that taught face-to-face classes were no longer able to do that. They physically were not going to have well women walk into a hospital with the risk of COVID to that pregnant woman. And I don't think we'll ever return to that model of the well woman entering a hospital for eight hours just to sit and hear education. So what we were able to do was actually white label our software and deliver that through some of Australia's largest maternity units so that they were able to continue supporting their women. And we've done that all over Australia and New Zealand. You mentioned, um, you know, initially for regional rural and being used Australia-wide, I was going to ask, are you getting um, take up from, from other parts of the world? Yeah, yep. So we really have just focused on Australia and New Zealand. We definitely saw an uptake in Canada and parts of the states, but there hadn't been areas that we were focusing on. We're actually going to focus more on Southeast Asia at the moment, um, but really there's no limitation for us. Um, It is a very big market. Babies will always be born. Um, So it's a really interesting space to be in. So a question for, for either Kerry or Edwina to sort of take, take the lead on here, but it um, sounds like uh, Mums and Co and Birth Peter are a natural fit. How, to, did you, how did you two find each other? Um, and maybe how's Mums and Co helped Birth Peter, uh, Edwina? So, you know, yeah. t- t- take that in, in any order, but um, yeah, how, how did you guys link up? Well, I'm always going to be hugely grateful to Mums and Co., um, it was a bit of a funny story. I So I was very early in my business journey. I will say I am the most green, the most naive business person, particularly when I entered this space. I had no desire to start a business or become a founder. All these words were really new to me. I just saw a problem and I wanted to fix it. I have that type of mindset where it's like, that's a problem. Let's address it. Let's not complain about it. Let's see how we can address this issue. And a friend had knew a producer for the TV show Shark Tank, which I don't think is on anymore. Um, And they said, we want to really profile some regional businesses. Could you find some friends? And I was like, yeah, sure. I know heaps of amazing regional businesses. No one would do it. I'd never seen the show. We don't own a television. We still don't. And somebody came back to me and said, can't you do it? And I was like, I don't really have a real business. This falls back to that imposter syndrome. You know, we're really good at sort of talking ourselves down. Um, and at the time, it was around a similar time that someone had told me about Mums and Co. And they were running a pitch competition. And I thought, well, if I'm going to pitch on Shark Tank, I should probably learn how to pitch. And I still remember it was in this room. There was probably about the first when I started my pitch practicing with Mums and Co. There was about 30 or 40 women in the room. It was a genuinely safe space. And I think more and more that gets used verbatim, oh, it's a safe place, come here, it's a safe space. But Mums and Co. really do create this really friendly, warm, non-judgmental, there's no, like, there's no heroes in the room. There's no, oh, you wouldn't know this. Like, it's just, it is such a lovely 
culture that Carrie and her team have created. So I genuinely did feel safe learning how to pitch, understanding the importance of a pitch, how to sell, how to really succinctly um, talk about what you do and why you do it. And that was when we first met. It was then going into the Mums and Co pitch competition. It's been a while, Edwina. I think it was 2019. Um, and this time we've, we're taking it at regional. So, oh, well, actually, we took it regional last year. So if you're in Dubbo, um, uh, you know, definitely drop into the exchange. And uh, we're also uh, holding it in Sydney and Melbourne. So, um, and then, of course, online. So it doesn't matter if you're in, you know, on the tractor or in the farm or in a retail store online, wherever you are. But Edwina was definitely one of the um, first women that we we trained all the way back um, uh, then. And that culminated in uh, you pitching in, you know, in, in front of about 300 very supportive uh, people. Uh, and I think you also got the People's Choice Winner Award. So um, all the way back then. But I, I think I, I just, you know, I'd want to flip it a little bit too. So I know Edwina probably has an idea of how we might have helped her. But I also want to say that, you know, Edwina has actually helped us. She's she's one of our, um, uh, our movement members. Um, you know, she's been a champion of women business. She's actually been able to share her story, which is so important for other women to see what is possible um, and, and, and being that sort of generous, um, uh, you know, in sharing her story and helping share her knowledge because a lot of this is sometimes done behind the scenes and you don't know um, what you don't know, but you also don't know how to deal with things like gender bias questions or, you know, pitching to people um, and uh, investors and, and what are the pitfalls. So I'd like to say that whilst I'm sure Edwina has some notes on how we've helped her, um, she's definitely helped the, the, the Mums and Co movement as well. Edwina, you mentioned a uh, term, it's a safe space, and I guess that's just so critical to go into, um, <clears throat> you know, to, to, to share information, um, pitching or whatever it may be, that's daunting anyway. So the, the way you talked a few times about it was, it was a safe space and you felt okay in that environment. I guess that's just so critical. Yeah, 100%. And I think more so um, than ever for women as well to really... So we know, again, around gender biases and we know around the shockingly low investment statistics into female-founded businesses. So we're already on the back foot. So we actually need all the help we can possibly get um, to be able to really shine a light on that and have that extra support because it's not necessarily something I think... I think it will change. I think we're making big leaps and bounds. Um, but people talk about having a seat at the table, having that, you know, having that opportunity, being able to see other women who have grown and scaled and taken on external investment. And I, I like, I'm hugely passionate in sharing my journey, warts and all, because there weren't many women before me, I felt, who were sharing that. It either looked really easy or really hard and it wasn't, I didn't feel like there was a way to be getting the really true story. Um, so I, I think we owe it to ourselves as women to be really honest and really open about what that experience has been like because that's how we're going to help more women up on this journey. Just as part of that, uh, did you get the Shark Tank? I did. Pitched on Shark Tank, got investment from Janine Ellis. 
Um, it was a really positive experience um, and terrifying, absolutely terrifying. Uh, but I now, I feel like I could pitch in my sleep now with how much <laughs> I've pitched over the last few years. Um, but as I said, like I'm hu- hugely grateful because you've got to start and it's that getting started that can be so daunting. And, and just to, if there are any women in business who are listening to this and really identifying with the imposter syndrome, I used to really struggle with that and think it was such a negative thing and try and like, I would beat myself up about it. Like, Edwina, you are a real business person. And then it was actually a friend of mine who's a medical doctor who said, well, if you don't have some imposter syndrome, you're actually a sociopath. And I was like, oh, well, that's great. I feel so much better now about my imposter syndrome (laughs) because I feel like I was like, oh, great. Well, I'm not a sociopath. Excellent. And carry on. But it is just all about learning and going, oh, like, it's like, don't beat yourself up about having imposter syndrome. Just acknowledge it, but keep moving on and keep making yourself lean into those uncomfortable situations, which pitching is definitely one of them, but you've got to just get doing. Carrie, I'll ask this question you first and follow up with you, Edwina, but what's one piece of advice you would give to small business owners in regional areas? Oh, I will start with the being confident with your story. Um, and that relates to the pitch. Uh, and, and that pitch is just telling people about who you are and what you do and and why you're so passionate about it. Um, so I'm really passionate about um, investment in women-led ventures. Um, I'm, I want them to learn how to describe uh, how their business with that clarity and that conviction um, and take every opportunity to pitch. Um, so this might be at the school gate. It could be to your bank manager, to, be, to your partners, to the dog, to the kids. Um, this is ultimately how you actually build trust um, and relationships and connect with, you know, potential customers. And that business story starts with what you're actually telling yourself. Um, and, and, and language counts, words count. So, so please be generous, please be kind. Um, you never know when you might meet a future someone who can help your business grow. Um, and you make sure sh- you need to make sure that you can strike when the opportunity arises. There's been so many times where I've had to on the spot and, you know, like Edwina says, she can pitch in the sleep now because opportunities come up. Um, and you've only got that, you know, potentially sometimes the elevator moment, that one minute to get your story across and to influence and to, you know, just tell them because they're actually interested and most people actually want to support you on your business journey. So make sure you leave them intrigued and, and wanting more. It's important to seize that moment when it presents clearly. Absolutely. Um, Edwina, from your point of view, any, any piece of advice to give small business owners in the regional areas? Yes, and I will say... The most important part of my answer to this question is it's no different if you live in a regional area. I think we need to change that narrative that we're the poor cousin, that we have the negative situation, that we're worse off than anyone in the city or the metropolitan areas. I actually think we're the lucky ones. I'm the lucky one that my commute is three minutes in Tamworth. I'm the lucky one when I see what you pay for rent in Sydney or Melbourne in your offices. I feel like I'm the lucky one that what I save in time with the commute, I get to spend with family and friends. You know, there's so many positives about having a business in regional, rural and remote Australia, but we need to change the narrative around why it's a positive, not a negative. And 
seriously now with the speed of internet and the way we're going in the world with innovation, I just go, like, there's no excuses. There's no reason that we're being held back. Um, To Carrie's point and what she talked about as well, I think also as female business owners, we dial ourselves down a little bit. So it's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm at school pickup. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll slip into mum mode or I'm at a PNC meeting. That's when you've just got to get really quite obsessive about what you're trying to achieve with the business and always talking about what you want. Like it's okay to ask. I'm looking for a PR manager that can help me. I'm looking for somebody who can do um, two days a week marketing. Like be big and ask your questions and tell everyone because we know in regional Australia, everybody knows someone, um, you know, the good old Bush Telegraph. I have made some of the best connections, the best business decisions have come through friends and family or people who I've just connected with in my community who want to help me on this journey. Like they're excited to see us grow and scale as well. Um, but you've got to be really big and bold with what you're trying to achieve. So again, another another question to, to, to each of you, and I'll pose it, Carrie, to, to you first, but one of WFI, our, our tagline is, is good people to know. And I guess through your journey, um, uh, have you come able to come across a whole lot of good people to know and organisations that, that are helpful? Um, is there any sort of organisations or people that, that really stand out to help you along the journey? Absolutely. I love this question. Thank you. Um, and I know this podcast won't be long enough, but uh, Edwina, who is here today, um, and, as well as Lou Conway from the University of New England, the amazing Gillian Kil- uh, Kilby from The Exchange in Dubbo, uh, Grace Brennan from Buy From The Bush, uh, and Vanessa Bell, who is um, just about to launch uh, a new business um, in merino wool uh, and being sustainable. So there's a few. I'm a little bit like Carrie. If this is a list of people who um, I know that I can comfortably call, you know, and are going to help me and always will be happy to help me, that list is too long. If we're talking to business owners and future business owners, the best person for you to know is your customer. That is my best advice. Know your customer, know what their problems are. If you don't know what their problems are, talk to them, get in their face. Really, the more you understand your customer, um, the better you are able to deliver whatever the problem is you're trying to solve. So, so no doubt across the year, there's, there's a lot of good people and good organisations that are, want to help and want to be a part, a bit of a coalition of willing in a way, isn't it? So um, <clears throat> use resources and, and communicate and engage and, uh, yeah, there's lots of people that want to, want to support good people and good businesses. So, look, that, that's fantastic. Thank you for your time today. Um, it's been a really enjoyable conversation. And both to Carrie and Edwina, I want to say thank you very much for joining us. For more information on Mums & Co., visit mumsandco.com.au and for more information on Birthbeat, visit birthbeat.com.